the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. So I'm looking at Facebook and uh, Ohio Conservatives PAC, Political Action Committee, two hours ago posted, J.D. Vance just endorsed a member of the Blue 22 who voted against protecting Ohio's Constitution from having abortion enshrined into it. He endorsed a man censured by the Ohio Republican Party for being a trans-Democrat. Call his office, ask J.D. Vance what in Hades he's thinking, siding with those who pick power over principles. Um, Going to look into that. Is uh, is he endorsing Jason Stevens? Um, if you're a listener and you know specifically, <laughs> give me a shout because uh, we got to get to the bottom of this. And by the way, the Blue 22, in case you're wondering, those are... Um, <clears throat> I call them trans Republicans, not trans Democrats. They're they're people who are Democrats who are, I don't know, transitioning to be Republicans for the purpose of getting elected to an office. So those folks, there are 22 of them, um, they broke from the Republican caucus in January of last year, so 2023. Uh, in November of 20, it would have been November of 2022, right? Yeah. Um, the Republican caucus voted to elect Derek Maron speaker. And um, soon thereafter, Jason Stevens partnered, started negotiating with Allison Russo, the lawmaker from Upper Arlington who loves to, she loved to wear her mask in the state house when the cameras were rolling, but out in the hallway, she'd take it off, you know, political theater. And uh, Jason Stevens partnered with her and the Democratic caucus. And he got 21 other people to side with him. And he had help from people like John Cross, Jay Edwards, um, and the list goes on. But uh, they turned their backs on their fellow Republicans. And as a result, what has that result been? Uh, it's been one of the most ineffectual general assemblies since the 1950s. And uh, I called this back in January of 2023. That's what happens when you co-opt the speakership with Democrats who are, I mean, they are as far as the East is from the West opposed from true Republicanism on policies. I mean, these are the people who wanted kids out of school, wanted kids to wear masks, want uh, to allow Minors to abort. They want to allow abortion to birth for any reason. They want your kids to take puberty blockers and cross-sex hormones, lop off their breasts and their penises. That's what the Democrats want. And that's the party that Jason Stevens partnered with. Um, so why in Hades is J.D. Vance 
endorsing one of the blue 22. Um, we're going to get to the bottom of that. Uh, speaking of questions, <clears throat> though, that we ask, I uh, usually ask a couple every day. Uh, yesterday, I asked, let me get to it first. I asked the question, and uh, it might have been, you know, I, I kind of teed this up probably a little bit, showing my opinion. Harvard President Claudine Gay allegedly plagiarized and resigned, but claimed she was a victim of racism. District Attorney Fannie Willis allegedly had an improper relationship, boyfriend, girlfriend relationship, with the special prosecutor she assigned to the Trump case in Georgia, but claims the allegations are race-related. And so the question is, um, are cries of racism dehumanizing true racism and are they falling on deaf ears when used to cover alleged wrongdoing you know racism that's that's the card that the left likes to play you keep using the word i don't think it means what you think it means i don't think that that word means what they think it means and uh based on the survey results from yesterday 96.9 97 of you agree that cries of racism are dehumanizing true racism, and those cries are falling on deaf ears. Uh, well, today, the other question, and if you want to call in and weigh in on this, I'm going to keep the phone lines open, this segment, and the final segment of the show, 844-TALK-989. Is America first the party of the working class? Is America first the party of the working class right now, 120 votes cast, 88% say yes, 11% say no, but I want to hear why you think that. And um, I'm going to go to cut nine here. This is uh, Steve Bannon uh, talking about just that. So cut nine. The, there's like 70% of people have said, no way, Joe, Joe Biden got 81 million votes. He's not the legitimate president. CNN, MSNBC, BBC, all of them in total meltdown. Because as I told you, as long as we just sat there and kept focus on his illegitimate nature and how that was the railhead of all the problems starting on the morning and afternoon of the 20th of January of 2021, that people would start looking at the evidence and we would get there. Carrie Lake. Uh, is Joe Biden going to match up with, as you've seen it, you come from a working class family. I think you got, what, nine, ten kids um, out in Iowa. Do you see do you see Joe Biden matching up with Donald Trump in a campaign to prove out who has a better connection with the working class base in this country? I, I saw a lot of working class people over the last few days, and they were, as I said, they would crawl across glass to get to that caucus last night. The America First Republican Party is the party. Of the working class. The reason I believed that when I first thought about it was um, my grandpa was a union president, and several of my uncles and cousins worked in union shops and union jobs. And I have one one cousin in particular who had a lot of vitriol for Republicans in the past. Fell in love with Trump. Defends Trump vehemently now. I do believe America first at least from a perception standpoint, is a party of the working class. And I think Joe Biden's going to be hard-pressed to prove that he represents the working class. Now, the price of high-ticket assets have gone up in Bidenomics, 
but the cost of getting money for a loan has gone up. The cost of buying groceries has gone up significantly. The cost of paying your heating bill and your electric bill, putting gasoline in your car, it's all gone up. And middle class and dare I say Gen Z Americans are going, what's going on here? And so I think Joe Biden's going to have a hard time making that case. And by the way, uh, that was Carrie Lake who was who was talking uh, there at the end. She's a former TV anchor, former candidate for governor of Arizona and current U.S. Senate candidate in Arizona uh, during the 2024 election cycle. And um, you heard Steve Bannon talk about the absolute meltdown. Um, let me let me play this for you. This is uh, Rachel Maddow. Uh, the night that Trump won the Iowa caucuses, uh, cut 13. At this point in the evening, the projected winner of the Iowa caucuses um, has just started giving his victory speech. Uh, We will keep an eye on that as it happens. Uh, We will let you know if there's any news made in that speech, if there's anything noteworthy, something substantive and important. Um, The reason I'm saying this is... Of course, there is a reason that we and other news organizations have generally stopped giving an unfiltered live platform to remarks by former President Trump. It is not out of spite. It is not a decision that we relish. It is a decision that we regularly revisit. Um, And honestly, earnestly, it is not an easy decision. But there is a cost to us as a news organization of knowingly broadcasting untrue things. That is a fundamental truth of our business and who we are. And so his remarks tonight will not air here live. We will monitor them um, and let you know about any news that he makes. Rachel Maddow proof uh, that the state news circuit is real. We'll tell you if there's news. Um, That's how we're going to end the show. We're going to talk about that scary proposition next. We are rounding third and heading home. This Wednesday edition of the Bruce Hooley Show, January 17th, year of our Lord, 2024. Before we went to break, I played a clip from Rachel Maddow's show on MSNBC. And uh, I don't want to give her a bigger stage than she deserves. But what she was saying was, we're not going to cover President Trump's victory speech following the Iowa caucuses where he won um, every county but one, and he lost that one by one vote. And by the way, moderates, independents, Democrats, they all voted. Trump won the whole shooting match. But Rachel Maddow didn't want to give him audience. And I hope that I can bring this around the barn or put a bow on this in the next seven minutes. And uh, if not, you're going to have to stay tuned for tomorrow's episode. You should do that anyway. Um, It's concerning to me. And and this this part of what Rachel Maddow said is is probably um, the most disingenuous part. Uh, I want to go to cut 23 here. 
there is a cost to us as a news organization of knowingly broadcasting untrue things. That is a fundamental truth of our business and who we are. Fundamental truth um, is an interesting thing. And by the way, <clears throat> let me play that one more time. I just, I get a kick out of this. Okay, Rachel, let's hear that. Let's hear that one more time. There is a cost to us as a news organization of knowingly broadcasting untrue things. That is a fundamental truth of our business and who we are. There is a cost to knowingly broadcasting untrue things. What was the cost during COVID? Did they ever cite that? But what she's falling apart over isn't just a a national thing. I mean, um, we have former state house reporters in Ohio claiming that Trump's entire campaign is based on a fundamental falsehood. And, uh, Maddow is really concerned about is nearly two thirds of GOP Iowa caucus goers believed the quote lie that Joe Biden did not legitimately win the election in 2020. And so if they give Trump audience, then all of a sudden they're helping perpetuate that lie. But my response to that is If you've not given consideration to the suppression of Hunter Biden's laptop story, which the New York Post published and was true, that the FBI lied about and that Americans said would have switched the result of the 2020 election. That alone, by the way, the suppression of that story impacted the election. Twitter files and Facebook files tell us that the feds colluded with big tech, obviously social media giants, to say, hey, you need to um, amp up that content. You need to tamp down that disinformation. And that Hunter Biden story has all the markings of Russian disinformation. And by the way, the FBI knew that Hillary Clinton's conjured up story that was released by BuzzFeed and loved on by the New York Times and the Washington Post uh, of Russia collusion. They knew it. They, 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 they reasonably knew it was a hoax. They, they lied to a FISA court. They fudged documents. That's real. Um, so is the fact that last-minute election changes in multiple states were made. Uh, so is the cabal. We're going to continue to go through Molly Ball's story published in Time. She described uh, the group as a cabal. That group worked to suppress pro-Trump ideas and other narratives that would take away from Trump and ensure his removal from the White House. But the question is, if, if there's a cost to knowingly broadcasting false information, why are you saying that it was a lie when two-thirds of GOP voters – believe that the election was interfered with or fixed or rigged. I mean, that to me is proof that state news is real. What do I mean by state news? I mean, narrative controlled news outlets, MSNBC, CNN, right? The big newspapers. Heck, I would even say the, the big city newspapers here in the state of Ohio. They don't have 
either the curiosity or the cajones to go and report the truth, to dig in and do anything other than superficial reporting or be a mockingbird to the talking points of the state news. And isn't the big lie sweeping under the rug these several relevant occurrences that indeed shifted the election? And we're not even talking about the stuff that 2,000 Mules uncovered, which I know that Salem um, discussed and, and purveyed, which was, look, there's video evidence of people stuffing ballot boxes. That's real. You don't think Dinesh would have had his pants suit off if that wasn't accurate? Yet we're supposed to believe that Rachel Maddow is the, what, ambassador of truth? Fundamental truth? Are you kidding me? Here's a fundamental truth. By the way, if, if, if you're not reading along, we'll get back to it tomorrow. It's uh, time.com. Get over there. Search it up. It is, uh, the title is, The Secret History of the Shadow Campaign that Saved the 2020 Election. Saved it from what? That's the real question. Saved it from being in the hands of the electors because a well-connected, well-funded group of big labor and big business suppressed information, lied to us, bully. I was bullied. I had a hit piece written on me because I was speaking the truth. Here's the truth. Real Clear Investigations, incredible organization. Real Clear is fantastic. Published the story. We'll republish it today at the Ohio Press Network. Exposed Moderna's vaccine against vaccine dissent. The thumbnail sketch of the story. In a September call aimed at shoring up investors, Moderna's then chief commercial officer, Arpa Garay, attributed some of the hesitancy pummeling Moderna's numbers to uninformed vaccine skeptics. Despite some misinformation, Garay said, COVID-19 still drove significant hospitalizations. It really is a vaccine that's relevant across all age groups, she insisted. What has happened? People like Russell, Russell Brandt, people like Megyn Kelly, Dr. J. Bhattacharya, These people are being flagged by Moderna. These people are being watched by online surveillance firms. And they're being penalized for having curiosity in speaking out against Moderna. As we head into 2020 headlong, um, we're up against it. We can't speak or get real information, but we're going to figure out how to do that over the next several months so we have a fighter's chance in the elections. Thanks for joining today. I appreciate you. Be back with you tomorrow. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.